it's like every day can be what you make of it. You know what I mean? Mm. Every day is champagne day. Every day, that's my quarantine in a nutshell. <laughs> every day is champagne day. For me, it's uh, every day is staring at the wall day. Well, good thing your walls are like floor to ceiling papered in strange music posters mm, and true. other paraphernalia. That's true. That's 100%. That's accurate. Good thing. Yeah. I have a lot of visual stimulus around here. So much. <laughs> when you lived in a smaller apartment? Yeah. It was like... Yeah. Like Michael and your brains just barfed on the walls. Yeah. And on yeah. the fridge. Yeah. Also true. Forgot about that fridge. Also, that yeah. fridge was weird because it was in the living room. It was weird. <laughs> it was I, in the living room. I lived in a real shithole before, you guys. <laughs> Don't know how else to describe it other than it was bad. It wasn't good. You know what? We had a good time there, though. Yeah, that's true. And we hung out. That was the first time we ever hung out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Good times. Oh, good times. We drank champagne then, too. Oh, my God. Throwback. We had mimosas at, like, 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. Oh. And we watched Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, we did. Wow. And that was the was... season Dean was on it. Yes. It was and the first time I'd ever seen. Yeah. It oh. was the first time I'd ever seen that show without watching any of The Bachelor ever. I just watched Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, me And I was either. like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it's so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> to be honest you win some, you. you lose most. Yeah, that's, oh my God. That's the motto of my quarantine. Yours is champagne every day. <laughs> Mine is, you win some, you lose most. I feel like that's the motto of most people's quarantine. It's just that, like, I don't have that many, like, concerns right now in my life. So that's why I'm living champagne every day. Oh, my God. I love that. Love, live, laugh. Live, laugh, love. Love, live, laugh. <laughs> also that. <laughs> Close enough. Um. Oh, what are what did we watch this week? Well, I guess welcome to our podcast. Oh my god, yeah, duh. Fucking welcome to <laughs> To All the Wrong Coms We've, we've loved, loved Before. I'm Sarah Kelly. Whatever, you know the fucking podcast. <laughs> you We're clicked never going to say the title again. Not in fucking quarantine. This is impossible. If you were sitting yeah. right in front of me, I'd be like, all right, let's synchronize swim, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but not today. Not today. Not today. Anyway, this week we watched the half of it. Woo! I switched yeah. it up on you. Yeah, that was a real good curveball. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Mix it up. Anyway, um, yeah, so we watched the half of it this week. <laughs> Written and directed by Alice Wu, released in 2020, now streaming Sweet. on Netflix. Yeah, this was a good one. Oh my god, this Technically movie. not a rom-com, but we loved it. Oh my god. It's, it's, okay, here's the thing. We are living in the renaissance of Asian lesbian cinema. I am convinced. A thousand percent. And I love it, and I'm here for it, and all I want to see is my soft baby Asian lesbians thrive and survive. Me too. Retweet. Oh my god. Cheers to that. Clink, clink, bitch. Clink, clink. (laughs) I cheers my microphone for you. Oh, nice. I cheered my phone, so that was probably stupid, but whatever. That works. That works, too. (laughs) You're seeing me on one, talking to me on another. Yeah. I just... Okay, so do you want... Who did the informal synopsis before? I don't even remember what episode you did last. Okay. But I don't want to do it. I'll try. I could do it. Okay. If you want to do it, I would prefer that. I will love to do it. I would love to. Okay. okay. All right. Ready? Here we go. This is the yeah. half of it. Um, I've only had one beer, so I think I remember all of it. We'll see what happens. Or maybe I'll remember the half of it. Ah, that was good. Is that the quarter of it then? By that? Oh my God. Now we're getting into Asian math jokes. Jesus. Well, I loved it. I thought that was ideal. <laughs> On point. Tonally correct. Just great. Oh, thank you. Um, I will <laughs> preface this by saying the night before, I literally watched the 2016 Chinese movie Soulmate, which is actually about two, like, Chinese lesbians, and um, 
it's a suit it's a very drama it's a drama and it's very sad and I cried for like a day about it because it was like Aww. so moving but good it was like it it hurt so good kind of thing you know what I mean yeah it was like watching the notebook anyways and then oh, I watched the yeah. half of it so now I'm my emotions are all just taken up by these cute yeah. Asians. I'm like pretty emotional right now just because quarantine and life Real. you know so like I feel a little bit like I'm bottling everything up so but I get the feeling that I want to cry like four times a day <laughs> yeah. but I haven't done it yet oh good for you you know what I mean but I don't think that's a good thing well I've just been watching these sad movies and just crying that way I think that's what I need to be doing because like I just don't think I'm letting all of that go right now which is problematic from someone who cries every day typically just gotta let it (laughs) let it go in the words of Elsa from Frozen you know let it go (laughs) yeah and in Frozen 2 uh let it go part two I guess I don't know I don't don't really remember I still the haven't present. seen it okay <laughs> anyway informal synopsis here we go all right ellie chu she's a high school senior and she's kind of a nerd but her whole thing is that she um writes papers for people and they pay her to write papers for people which fun fact about me <laughs> was also my con in high school so immediately i'm hooked i'm like oh my god ellie chu and i we are one woman Okay, um, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. So when you said to me, because you texted me when you were watching the movie and I hadn't seen it yet, and you were like, <laughs> the fact that Ellie Chu and I ran the same scam in high school is, like, beyond or something. And I was like, what the hell? Like, why were you scamming people in high school? Like, personally offended by the fact that you were just a scammer. And, like, <laughs> and then when I found out, it was just, like, writing essays for people. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's not a scam. I just explained to you immediately after that. I was like, yeah, this girl, like, paid me to take her algebra online course. Like, it well, was that not. I don't think is great. But Oh, well, that's all I did. That, I wrote a couple papers. I did a lot of DSC speech classes. You know, <laughs> that's well, about that's, it. That's cool. Yeah, it's, you know, it was, it paid my way through college, baby, so fucking who cares. There you go. Helped with them bills. Um, (laughs) Okay, back in. So Ellie Chu, she runs the scam of writing essays for other people, which I think is hilarious. I think that's great. I think however you get that money, girl, go for it. She rides her (laughs) bike everywhere. Her dad's a train operator. They're originally from China. Her dad doesn't speak English well he does but he's not like really confident in his English so that's hindered kind of like some of her his um like work and kind of motivation um also her mom died which is sad okay that's intro information all right then this white guy Polly he plays football he's kind of um uh how do big I describe and dopey. him yeah, he's soft, you know? He's soft on the inside. He's a big boy, but he's a soft boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big baby. And um, he... <laughs> in a cute hired... way, not in like a like a gross way. No, yeah. I've never seen a big baby that's like disgusting. I, I've just oh, seen... you've obviously never seen that episode of CSI. Oh, wait, hold on. Also, that fucking picture of that big baby sitting on that guy. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, I know big exactly baby? what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel so bad for that baby. He's gotten so much flack online. I was a fat baby, too. I don't think that and was a real baby. For like three years. I don't, I think that was either a very small man or not a regular sized baby. <laughs> <laughs> the proportions were way off. I just feel like it was like a three year old who was just a little chubby and they just put him in a diaper and like. You know, he just didn't have a lot of hair yet, which is cool. I was a potato as well. Or maybe he was an eight-year-old with no hair. and then just that big. He was a regular-sized ten-year-old. I but love that baby. I accept him for who he is. I, I'm i not hating on him. I just love the proportions. Well, most of the internet is hating on him, so I'm just putting some good juju out there for this poor baby. Oh, my God. That is baby so... Baby man, man, baby. 
Oh my god, this is not related to anything at all. But today I watched like a twenty minute <laughs> video from People Magazine about um baby Jessica falling in the well. Do you know this? Like 30 years ago, there was this baby. Yes. She fell in a well in Texas. Anyways. Yes. So that was my day today. Quarantining. Love that. It's so fun. For um the people listening, I'm so sorry that we're on tangents all over the place, but it's because we haven't recorded in like a month and we just, we haven't spoken to each other in a long time like this. And we're just, there's a lot of love going around here and giggling and you're just going to have to deal. That's a hundred percent true, and also I, in general, have not really talked today. So it's hard, like, to socialize and speak when you don't have a script. First of all, like, yeah. that sounds like I'm a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I write scripts all right, for Christian every Bale, an American psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, like, when you're talking on a podcast and you don't have a script, mm-hmm. and it's just unscripted banter. Um, it's difficult when you're also in quarantine and the only people you speak to are your significant other or your family. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then you have to go to, to like, social stuff. It's hard. I'm not going to be able to interact with people for, like, two months after this I don't really want to, to be honest. I I don't think I'm going to have any sort of social skill at all anymore. I don't know. I've lost it. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm going to act like. I don't know what I'm going to... Bras can't make a comeback after this. Hell no. I'm, Why would they? Oh my god, my nipples will never ever feel that again. <laughs> Absolutely not. I called it a boob cage the other day. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just never gonna do it again. Um, regular Why? Why pants. Bother? Oh my god, jeans. I've been bloated loose. for two months. I can't even. Yeah, can't I even wear, wear leggings and shorts, and that's it. Oh, same. Yeah. If it doesn't have an elastic waistband, it's not going on these <laughs> these bad boys, that's for sure. <laughs> it's called that quarantine bod, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's serving me really well. There you go. It's called relaxation. Take It's self-care. Mm. Self-care. Precisely. Anyway. Yeah. Back okay. to Big Baby Paul. Big Baby Paul hires Ellie to write a love letter for him because he is secretly in love with Astor Flores, who is, like, the hot girl at their school. But she's also dating, like, the quarterback, who for some reason is named Trig, which is... Very confusing. The worst name I've ever heard. Um, I also, don't know. Astor's- is that, like, Pacific Northwest quirk? Who's to say? I have no idea. Um, oh my god, Netflix makes me want to move to the Pacific Northwest so bad sometimes. All the time, but also murders are, like, real big up there. Yeah, I've seen Twin Peaks, that makes sense. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about that, but yes. (laughs) Um, okay, so what happens next? Oh, so she writes the first letter, and then she, like, Astor responds thinking it's, they Cyrano him, you know? Spark notes it, whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And um, and slowly but surely, Ellie kind of sets up um, a date with Polly and Aster, but Ellie is slowly falling in love with Aster. And it is soft, and they love talking about things like their feelings and books they like and reading, and it's so Ideal situation. fucking soft and cute and god damn it. I just want to protect them. I want to protect them. I just want them to be safe. And happy forever. And uh, anyways. <laughs> Same. And um, I'll just skip ahead. There's courtship and a lot of hijinks because Aster thinks that Polly is really this like sweet, sweet guy who's, you know, just really socially awkward in person. But um, And he is. He is. He's very socially awkward in person. But she thinks that via text he is very smart, which... Um, obviously it's Ellie's personality that she is slowly falling in love with. Um, okay, so then where we get to is Polly and Ellie then slowly become really good friends over this whole process, and Polly gets closer to Ellie, and they kind of become friends, uh, by courting Aster, and Ellie's kind of training Polly to, like, be a good, you know, ideal boyfriend for her. Um... And then 
Meanwhile, uh, Aster is a little bit like disenchanted with small town Squamish, and she doesn't feel like she really relates to anyone. She kind of thinks that like all her like boyfriend's friends are like kind of vapid and annoying, and all these people only interact with her because she's hot, and they don't interact with her um, for her personality, which uh, fucking I wish was my problem. But <laughs> and then. Uh oh. Anyways, we get to a point basically where Aster and Ellie uh interact, and they decide to hang out for the day on a whim. Um, because Aster has gone to Polly's house, and Ellie was at Polly's house, and Polly wasn't there. Anyways, because they went to a party the night before. Oh yeah, that's Ellie right. and Paul. Polly went to a party because it was after the talent show situation. Yes, oh. which was. Basically, they have this senior talent show, and it's mandatory, supposedly, which sounds nuts to me, but sure, go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So Ellie has this whole thing where she's going to play piano, and that's, like, what she's known for. She plays piano, blah, blah, blah. She's musical and smart and cool. (laughs) I know. Well, that's not really her, like, vibe as being cool, but we love her. Mm -hmm. Um, So she goes to play it, but some mean boys played a trick on her, and, like put a fork in one of the strings or something so she can't really play her solo so then what happens is paul hands her a guitar because he heard her playing this beautiful song that she wrote um in her bedroom one time and he hands her guitar and was like sing the song sing the song blah 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 so then she does it and it's very cute and sweet moment and everyone cheers for her and it's like very tender and then she goes and sits in the train uh con- engineers thing and then Paul drives up with some other people and takes her to a party where she plays Drinkers of Catan, and she gets drunk, and she pees a lot more than normal. Yeah. Because <laughs> she broke the seal, and then he takes her back to his house, and she falls asleep because she threw up and stuff. And um, then she wakes up there the next day. Aster shows up with a yes. painting for Paul, and thus begins the Aster and Ellie Story. day oh my god and they have this which is the cutest thing that's ever happened to me soft ass day where Astor just drives the pacific northwest highways with her and they listen to fucking 17 by yes. whatever a, a, what is it someone can't oh, remember. forget that fucking oh my god it's so soft so it's good. like think perks of being a wallflower but yes. with lesbians yes. except Astor's not really a lesbian she's straight but whatever anyways we're getting on whatever um it's soft okay that's the point it's so soft it's like if this doesn't happen to me in my life where like we drive up a pacific northwest highway listening to 17 and end up at a hot springs like should i even bother continuing on there's no point in life other than this moment that's obviously it um, I want this. And then they go to this, like, secret hot springs where they just float in the water and listen to the radio. And it's so sweet. And Aster and Ellie spend the whole day together. And, oh, my God, it's so great. It's oh incredible. And then they get back. And then the day ends. And they have, like, the longest conversation in the entire movie. Yeah. Which I heard on the podcast that we will reference soon. Um, and they have the longest conversation that's in the entire movie and it's because they're like the two most the two who have connected on an intellectual level Mm -hmm. and so they're like having this connection in person and it's just a beautiful and all in the hot springs and it's just incredible it's so soft okay so we come back to the real world now and for some reason trig thinks that ellie has a crush on him there's a weird moment there but ellie's dad throws something at him and he leaves which was great and um then basically then they have a big football game the next day and ellie goes and paul who has you know bonded so much with ellie over this whole time misreads signals and basically kisses ellie thinking that ellie and him have feelings for each other when in actuality ellie has feelings with aster and aster walks in on them and now she has seen ellie who she's just spent the whole day with and paul who she thinks is this intellectual you know guy that she's been connecting with uh kiss each other and she's like betrayal even though the whole time she's been dating this other fucking guy and then yeah, also weird. We get to this 
whole scene. Okay. Also, Paul is a little internalized homophobic. His family's very Catholic. They have like 12 kids. This whole town is very Catholic. Yeah. They're very religious. The pastor or priest or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. The guy who is Marco from Bloodline. Oh, yeah. That's right. I watched the entirety of Bloodline with my granny in Scotland while I was away. (laughs) And first of all, I'm obsessed with it. And second of all, I just can't get over the fact that Marco from Bloodline is in this movie. I <laughs> And he's playing a priest or a, a, a whatever. A dad? A, the guy. father. Yeah. Who is the affiliated father. with the church. The father and the father, you know. Exactly. And the son and the Holy Spirit, if you know what I'm saying. All of the above. <laughs> uh, anyways, we get to this simmering point in the movie where they are all at church <laughs> ellie plays the piano she's the, plays the organ for the town's church i don't know why because she's not religious but i guess it's just because she's so musical or whatever she does it for fun i don't know she's um, talented aster's there because her dad's leading the thing uh trig's there and paul's there in the middle of the service for fucking some reason trig decides to propose to aster <laughs> At the age of 18, and the whole yeah. church supports it, and they're all cheering, <laughs> and it's the weirdest proposal I've ever seen. And when yeah. I say weird, I've seen proposals at in Florida, like, <laughs> at various places, various places. So I don't even know how to, like, it's so awkward. They don't even kiss. Uh-huh. They just make eye contact, and then they feel weird about it. Um, But then Ellie... Same hands up in protest and she goes no and um and then also paul gets up and he tries to interject himself i don't remember what happens there (laughs) um but then ellie Uh, i don't either oh trig thinks that ellie's protesting because ellie's actually in love with trig because he's a narcissist but ellie asks aster is this really the boldest stroke you can make (gasps) which reveals it all which reveals that she has been the one who has been talking to Aster and having these smart conversations and not Paul. And also Paul's mom finds out that he's not gay. But Paul knows that Oh, yeah. Gay. Paul's mom thought he was gay because he Googled, how do you know if you're a gay? Because <laughs> he was, like, just starting to figure out that Ellie is gay. Yeah. And so he was just, like, being Paul. <laughs> how it's do so you know soft. if you're a gay? <laughs> It's so soft. Me in seventh grade. <laughs> um, and then, okay, basically, Paul and Ellie make up as friends. But before that, Ellie reaches out to Aster, who has not gotten engaged, but decided to go to art school. And Ellie's also going to college. Oh, my God. And there's also this moment with her dad where yes. she's talking with her dad basically convinces her to go to this college that's not that's far away. And she's like, but I don't want to, like, you know, leave you. And he's like, well, we moved here so that you can, like, lead your mother's life, not mine. And it's, oh, it's so soft. So I have good. Chills. It's chills. so good. It's so. The dad in this movie is the greatest person. Oh, my God. On this the movie was so satisfying in it such was. a specific way. Yeah. 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 It was so It really oh, was. So it's like, soft. it's not necessarily the plot. Yeah. <laughs> like, the plot. It was whatever is great mm. like i have no issues but it was like these little things and side characters and like ambiance that i feel like really just gave us this beautiful soft touching vibe in yeah. this movie and it was very satisfying oh my god and then ellie reaches out to aster and kisses her. Well, they have this conversation, but they basically ended on good terms. And then Ellie decides to kiss her. And then she's like, all right, see ya. I'm going to college. Bye forever. <laughs> and it's I love that. Incredible. But it was a the- power move and being like, I know who I am, bitch. Yeah. And oh like, and Astra was sort of like, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, she's trying to be like, I'm not a lesbian. Bitch grew up in a Catholic church and is about to go to art school. I think not. Definitely <laughs> possible. I think not. <laughs> Aster, I think not. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, and then at the very end of the movie, Ellie gets on the train to go to college, and Paul chases after oh, her. That killed me, actually. Oh, 
And it is. That scene. Because the entire movie has been, like, running and running and running to catch up with her and to, you know, be in her, in her zone. And it's just, like, (sighs) so sad. And also, like, really mirrored the, um, the train scene that was in one of the movies they watched. One of the Bollywood movies they were watching. Oh, yeah. That was so soft. I know. So soft. Oh, my God. Great synopsis. Thank you. Golf clap for you. Oh, thanks. I'll give myself some poetry snaps. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Saucy. <laughs> oh, man. What a time. Yeah, that was good. Um, Do you have a formal synopsis? Or do you think that we No, that was fine. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's just start talking. Great. Let's start talking about this movie. What was your favorite scene? I oh, know my God. The There's so many. There's so many. Because... That scene where they're floating is so soft yes, to me. Yes, me too. It's so soft. <laughs> it's so sweet. They are just like, <sighs> and like, like Ellie's like nervous because she wears like 10 pairs of like undershirts for some reason. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> Who gets it's, into a hot spring with <laughs> like four t-shirts on? And long johns. And like, <sighs> I love it. And Astra's just naked. <laughs> It's so sweet. And then my other favorite scene. Oh, my God. But then I love the church scene because when she goes and says, is this really the boldest stroke you can make? I'm like, I gasped. You know what I mean? Did you really? It it took my breath away. You know what I mean? (laughs) It did. It took my breath away. I was like, this is the softest shit I've ever seen in my life. And, yeah. like, I was like, why am I cl- crying in the club right now? That's basically. <laughs> That's how I felt this whole movie. I almost spat out my wine when you said that. <laughs> I, like, I felt Why like, am I crying in the club right now? <laughs> I, I felt like Shrek in Shrek 2 when he becomes a human. <laughs> like, I, I was an ogre my whole life. Didn't even fucking know. And oh, now, my God. Oh, my God. Your face behind this wine glass is so fucking funny. You look like the sloth. Uh, the sloth filter. I hope you got a picture of it because it was pouring really slowly. <laughs> For that purpose. I was like this. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie was just, like, exceptionally soft. I didn't realize I still had the wine in front of the camera. Sorry. <laughs> Sarah was just looking at my wine glass on FaceTime and having a conversation. (laughs) Oh, my God. But then, okay, so, like, the church scene, the floating scene, but really, really, like, one of the scenes that I thought was done so fucking well was when Polly learns how to make the sausage with Ellie's dad. That is my favorite scene. It's it is so the com- good. Okay, my favorite scene is the combination of them floating yeah. next to the next scene, which is Ellie's dad and Paul slamming the sausage into the bowl. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god, it's the best thing I've ever seen. It's so good. Basically, Ellie's dad teaches Paul how to make this like Chinese braised pork and Paul has his family owns a sausage shop and he's very interested in making sausages which I think is the funniest fucking characteristic for an 18 year old I do too I love him so he I oh my god he is a small baby quirky interests like that I just want to I want to care for him I I love that his quirk isn't like what they give women in rom-coms it's not like she's clumsy and it's so cute it's he's obsessed with sausage (laughs) he's obsessed with sausage and making sausage into different things and he's the youngest out of like like, 12 kids oh my god he's such a baby and he also has like such a canadian accent and so i don't know if he's canadian or not but i just feel like he always has this Canadian accent where he's like, sauce it, sauce. I can't even do it. He's like, it's, I don't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do I it. Don't but even he's always know. saying like, sausage. Oh, you're sorry? Sausage. No. Sausage. Sausage. Sorry. Sausage. Sausage. Sorry. Sausage. Sorry. sausage. sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Close like, enough. He just, he always, it's just, it's a lot, but it's very cute. I love that that's oh his quirk. Oh, my God. And then, but then they have this 
like tender moment where it's like it transcends words because like Paul or wait hold on what oh sorry sorry maybe I'm thinking of a different moment when's the point when Paul and her dad were talking oh it's after um after the kiss so after the kiss he drops off this pork sausage and Paul and his dad or her dad have this moment where like Paul basically says like yeah we're not really friends anymore like we had a thing or whatever you know he's like things changed and then his dad like had this moment where he just basically talked to him in Chinese yeah and like we know what he's saying because we're reading the subtitles but like oh my god they connected on such it was unreal a profound level I was like oh my god it was unreal I loved that. It was soft as hell. Because he tells this whole, like, story about love, right? Yeah. like, when he says, like, Paul says to him or someone says something Mm -hmm. (laughs) similar to, have you ever loved someone so much you didn't want anything about them to change? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the essence of the whole scene. It's just so emotional. Oh, my God. So good. Like, I don't even. Corazón. I just really okay. I don't even know if I have like anything bad to say about this movie. To be I honest, I don't. I just. Uh, it was like slightly cheesy. That's my only fault. I think that Aster was actually kind of a boring love interest, to be honest. Yeah, but because she just that reminded that... me of every like white guy freshman in college who took like one philosophy class, but. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. fully agree with that, <laughs> actually. Um, but I think, like, that was kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Is because this is, like, sort of a story of first loves. And I feel like that's a very relatable character. And that it's not, it's not like Ellie and Paul are meant to be with her. It's not like either of them are meant to be with her. Or her and them. It's just like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's so soft. This movie's so soft. I don't even know. It is. I um, just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what are you going to say? And that's it. That's the end of the podcast, actually. It's so soft. We loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Happy ugh. Asian Pacific Islander Month. Please Venmo yes. your favorite Asian $5. <laughs> Oh, you know what I was going to say? Speaking of my favorite Asian, you. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> you started saying thanks before I said it was you, but I knew it sure. was going to be me, though. <laughs> I'm so confident um, in myself. <laughs> the Actually, um, one of my very best friends in the entire world is also Asian. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I always forget. May Ray. May Ray is also... So yeah. maybe you're not my favorite Asian ever. Hey, maybe I can compete. I could compete for number two. I have no That's shame okay. in that either. I'm number two white person in your life. So That's only Michael's number dating one. A, yeah, that's only because I'm dating a white guy. Sorry. Sorry. We'll but, get there. We'll you, get there. If you're, one day I'll usurp him. You're my, my, my pod wife, you know? It's that's true. very similar to long-term boyfriend in that. Very similar. You We've would, been through ups and downs. That, that, um, what is it? The circle graph? Oh, the Venn diagram is just one circle. <laughs> and there's a, hun- it's all overlap. No, no yep. differences. Love that. A hundred percent. Here Sorry. I am coming out with all the math things right now. You are. You are living up to stereotypes. Yeah. Asian Pacific Islander Month, you know? That's when the moons align and just make me suddenly not have to use my iPhone calculator anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. Wait, I was going to say that the picture of her mom at the beginning of the movie it's like at the very beginning it's a picture of her mom in a poncho next to the world's third largest ball of twine (laughs) do you remember seeing that i think so yeah it's incredibly cute but it immediately reminded me of the picture of you next to that giant boba (laughs) immediately i was just like i could not take that image away from it you know, like it was just like perfect oh thank you i'll make a side by side and we can post it on our instagram there you go there because yes. 
I need that more than anyone. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god, this movie it's is like, so strong. She's so cute in her poncho, and then like you're holding your little boba in front of the big boba. It's just, just great. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. That's, you know, it's all juxtaposition, and that's what makes me an artist. <laughs> Um, I can't even take myself seriously after saying I loved it loved it I my immediate thought was please tell me you ripped the bong before saying that (laughs) oh my god that fucking Russell Crowe impression I was Mm. literally just listening to the lamest soundtrack that's how depressed I am you guys When Michael's not here, I just walk around the house listening to the lamest soundtrack. <laughs> and then I'm like, I like bet perfect. I could do a. I was like, I bet I could do a Russell Crowe impression, and I did it. <laughs> I'm never gonna let that video see the light of day, though. I want Sorry. it to leak. A hundred percent leak that vid. Yeah, if I ever run for president, go for it. You can leak it. <laughs> She's my president. <laughs> thousand percent thank you um (laughs) anyway oh my god this oh do we want to share any of the things we learned from the podcast yeah yeah i was gonna say so we both listened to i didn't get to finish it i still had 30 minutes but we both listened to this podcast called what is it called oh fuck um watch with a watch behind let me look watching with (laughs) i think something netflix produced this watching with okay watching so the podcast is called sorry i had to burp (laughs) (laughs) the podcast is called watching with and it's a podcast by netflix where they watch a movie with someone involved in the movie and this one was the writer director alice Wu of the half of it and so we learned a lot while listening to this podcast i found it incredible like i it it made me like straight up fucking miss being in school oh really yeah i was like i want to go back to tanine's class immediate (laughs) (laughs) i love i loved hearing about like all the things she put in because she's the writer and the director and like this cast was just so perfect for this project and they didn't even film it in the pacific northwest they filmed it mainly in new york which was crazy i know but awesome it looked good honestly it was just like a lesson on movie magic bitch yeah yeah (laughs) a lesson on sound design (laughs) There this, was so much awesome sound design in this movie. Oh, so good. So much I just, the, foreground, background. Oh, oh so, like the mirroring yeah. situation. So the, one oh. of the big things. Oh, wait, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say their house is literally on some train tracks. So you see like trains in the background at certain points. It's so like aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it is. It truly is. And one of my favorite things that... I learned from this podcast was that Alice will put a lot of thought into things like reflections and mirroring and twinning and things like that throughout the movie. So like the scene where the two girls are laying in the hot spring and they're sort of head to head and you can see half, you can see sort of the profile of their face and then the reflection of that in the water. And then they are also like sort of reflecting one another. Oh my God. I mean, it was just beautiful. Like you recognize it when you're watching it, but then it's, I felt like was extra beautiful to hear it than described by the person who envisioned it. Yeah, that was so So, and you can see like there are so many scenes where... Uh, someone is viewed through their reflection in a mirror or through a window or um, the scene is done by all in one shot but like racking focus between the two people in foreground and background Mm -hmm. and I just thought it was really interesting and I highly recommend that you all go listen to it because it was great especially as like a companion to the movie yeah and this movie wasn't a rom-com but there were so many like 
comedy moments, you know? There yeah. Was, and it's mainly so much physical comedy, too, because it's... I was going to say that, yeah. It's, like, how Ellie is positioning herself against other people. It's, like, her reacting to things. It's mm-hmm. Paul, Paul, like... Paul running. Literally, Paul being this tall-ass white guy sitting on the floor inside of this Chinese family's home. Like, like so cute. <laughs> Alice Wu said that Paul, or the guy who plays him, what's his name, Daniel... Something. I don't remember, yeah. I think it's, like, Daniel Deemer. De- Deemer? That sounds know. right, yeah. I know the main girl, Ellie Chu, is Leah Lewis. Yes. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, they both have names that are, like, Leah Lewis, Daniel Deemer, oh, or okay. something. Yeah. So it's something like that. Um, but he's, like, six foot five. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is crazy. Just imagining him next to all of these clearly very short women. Yeah. Like... <laughs> The talent I of just, this cast, though. This cast was so talented. I know. They were awesome. And I love that they're all, like, very new. Yeah. And, like, the main girl, Ellie Chu, who, like I said, is a small baby angel, and I will do anything for her anything. at any point. And, her um, voice, just it, sultry and low. That's what I was going to say, is that she's, like, a very talented musician and singer and performer. But, and I'm like, but I, was I was saying, like, away. her speaking voice. Oh, beautiful oh yeah her, her speaking, speaking voice, voice too yeah tree low beautiful. oh my god so relaxing her singing voice also nice but yeah she could easily like if she doesn't want to act anymore go into audible sign a contract with them because <laughs> i would listen to her read anything oh my god oh like it a- did remind me like the beginning when she was narrating the like animation that was going on yeah to me, was very reminiscent of To All the Boys. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like that paper stop motion kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like their voices had that similar, like, low, slow cadence Mm -hmm. as they were talking. And, like, they were describing something sort of magical, I guess. At the beginning of To All the Boys, Laura Jean is narrating the... Uh, her sort of dream of like coming to the field of desire or whatever mm-hmm. w- with Josh. And then at the beginning of this, Ellie's narrating this whole story of the two selves or whatever. Yeah. So I just thought it was really interesting and I liked it a lot. Yeah. I love that <laughs> opening animation scene. It's, yeah. <clears throat> no, right. We are professionals. So, you know. It's my professional opinion. I list this Take on my, I list it on my resume, you know. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Every so often I think, I hope they don't listen to the first like 20 episodes where I was ridiculously drunk. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I then mean, I'm like, like ah. I hope they never follow up about this ever. Like, but I'm going <laughs> to list it so it adds more shit. Um, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. But, well, fuck. What was I going to say? Oh, shit. Fuck. Her voice to all the boys. Oh, the opening animation scene. Mm -hmm. It's so pretty and so well done. And what I really like about this movie is that it's really, uh, it's, like, about love. And it's about, like, finding love. But it's also kind of about loneliness. So, like, the whole movie, it's called the half of it. And you're watching it and you're like oh, so is, like, this girl going to be the other half, like, or is this girl going to be the other half for this boy or whatever? But then you find out that it's kind of just, like, you're your whole person your whole time. Yes. It's just, oh, it's so good. And it's about, like, all the ways you can, like, find love with other people and, like, have these common things, even though you don't think you have common things with other people. Oh, it was just such a perfect movie for quarantine. You know what I mean? I fully agree. Something Whatever. else I love about this movie, I know we haven't really talked about it, but I loved that whole kind of, not like, I don't know what to call this, but this whole thing going on with Aster about the difference between a good painting and a great painting is like yeah. one st- or three strokes. Five bold strokes. Oh my God. It was so, <laughs> like, I don't I know. know why, but it was like, I'm like, oh my God, this is so like profound for some reason. That like very much resonated with me. Yeah. Because I do have, like, a history with art or whatever, and I've been painting a lot during quarantine, and so it's been, like, that was, like, a very interesting thing to hear from that perspective. And then also on that podcast that we referenced earlier, Mm -hmm. Watching With, um, 
they do talk about the painting that Astor sees in the restaurant and how that is like a painting by another woman instead of like the Matisse that she originally wanted or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting as well. But I thought I thought did think that painting was fucking gorgeous. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking about how I could recreate it for my own walls. <laughs> And then also that's, like, basically in the beginning of Ellie courting Aster, they, like, she sets up this, like, big mural that they do together, and they come back, like, every night, and they switch off, and it's so fucking sweet, and, like, oh, so tender, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this, this is, like, the cutest thing, and this is, like, what it's like to be a sweet, nice, innocent 17-year-old, oh, so sweet. Yeah, I agree. I mean... That shit just got me. Yeah. This it whole movie me. is so fucking crazy because this, to me, feels like what the peak of Tumblr felt like. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, soft, like, aesthetic things, <laughs> but also lesbians. And it's, like, somehow all of my favorite things. So it was very satisfying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Okay, quick question. What do you think their star signs are? Oh, my God. Um... Aster seems... Aster, I kind of think Libra. I was thinking Aquarius. I know that's kind of weird. Oh, I could see that too. But it's kind of the, like... Yeah, the sort of philosophy side. Yeah, philosophy. Yeah. And also kind of the fact that she does have a boyfriend, but she's also, like, entertaining all these other ideas. To me, that screams Libra. Oh, interesting. That's why I was thinking Libra, as I was like, she is just lining them up. Yeah. In a way. I was like, she has, like, she doesn't really, like, she has, because I feel like Libras are often 100% not tooting my own horn here, but also I am, I guess. Um, I feel like they're the low-key intellectuals of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't necessarily know that they're smart, mm-hmm. but they are. They will surprise you. Um, well, it's true. She- I'm just thinking, Kim K., my best friend Sammy, me, <laughs> all Libras, all low-key smart. <laughs> all Libras all the time, man. Um, yeah, um, maybe I just think she's a Libra because, like I just said, Sammy was a philosophy major in college, and I'm like, yeah, philosophy, um, hoeing it up, but also not all of the things. There you go. I'm like, she's a Libra in a Christian town. That's true. She's a Libra in Old Navy. That's really what it is. <laughs> That's what's throwing me off, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you think about Ellie? I have no idea. Me neither. I'm getting Capricorn vibes based off the low yeah. ponytail. The low ponytail. That's kind of what I was, I was thinking like Capricorn or Taurus because she is like soft. Yeah, but Capricorn but is a little more um, kind of sees the long game, I think, a little bit yeah. more than Taurus does. Yeah, I don't really know. Hmm, but I don't know. I'm really not sure. Ugh. I'm really not. Because she also has that, like, really musical side. Maybe she's, like, Capricorn Sun and then, like, fucking Cancer Moon. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> This movie, know. like, not to be soft or anything, but this movie, oh my god, was so good about, like, Asian-American representation. Yes. And it was just, like, oh, it's, it, like, and being, like, the only Asian person in an all-white town, like, oh my god, like, that was so fucking relatable. Because they all yeah. were, like, all the white guys in their fucking truck would be, like, choo-choo, because her last name's Ellie Chu, and she lives on yeah. the trains. But then, that like, when hurt. Paul goes after them, I was, like, oh. That's why I want to protect them. I just want to keep them I both safe. They're so I do too. They're so pure of heart. Add you into that, and I just want to protect them all. Oh, thanks. They're just you know, so special. I'm like, shove you into that group of people, <laughs> Aster, Ellie, and Paul, and I'm just and her dad, and I'm just gonna oh hug you god. all. Oh my god! And then her dad, and then like the fact that she was like doing all these things for her dad, and she just kind of. That's also why I think she's kind of a Capricorn is that she just kind of like pushed all of her emotions to the side, and yeah. like I think Capricorns are really good at carp- like compartmentalizing. Yes, I think you're correct. Well, at least I think Capricorn women. I know more Capricorn women also, than men. Yeah. So. 
yeah. which I guess is fortunate to me. That's you know what? That's literally so true. I'm serious. Capricorns are the epitome of like keep calm, carry on, and she kind is of thing. like such a caretaker too. Yeah, even though like caretaker isn't like the Capricorn vibe, I feel like but it they pick up the slack because yeah, that's really what and it because is because they like they. I feel like they do so much. I love Capricorns. Yeah, Capricorns are but, just like, really hard workers. Yeah, yeah, they're intense. Yeah. But they're awesome. Yeah. Oh. So I can really see Ellie as a Capricorn. Yeah. What do we think about Paul? I don't even know. Soft boy. Soft boy Pisces. I know. I know but Soft he's also Pisces. like a football player and a sausage maker. Yeah. I love him. I love him. He's Maybe such he's an enigma a, to me. You know, he's kind of a cancer, I feel like. Because oh I think God. he is the most emotionally intelligent. Yeah. In a way. Because, like, you know, he talks about love, and he's he loves love, and he loves his sausages. Um, but, but he also he, is, like, a, a little bit chaotic, which cancer men can definitely be. Runs after the train. Yeah, and, like, I just, I don't know, I get cancer vibes. He I does guess. love the romance. He loves love. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> and he also, the cancer thing he did to me was when he, um doesn't want to like argue with his mom about making new sausages for the shop like that it's either her heart or mine yeah it's like that's a cancer thing to me is like making that emotional sacrifice yeah even though it seems small it's like such a big thing for him yeah yeah i fully fully agree oh my god and this movie made me like think oh my god like small town life is so sweet but then i'm like oh wait i lived in kind of a small town and it was fucking trash so like why <laughs> like would i ever do that you again? know what's not sweet trump country yeah you know what's not sweet fucking <laughs> like endless racist fucking confederate yeah. flag trucks yeah that's For basically real. all the f- fucking trucks that went to my house school probably were they were like yeah. also in trucks but also fucking racist yeah, yeah. i mean same in my town but like also bigger you don't need to back up into a fucking parking spot every fucking day all right listen (laughs) it's obnoxious and you don't need to get out of the parking lot first it is obnoxious i agree (laughs) who are you even need to backing up into a Um, spot do you have any fun facts for me i know we had a lot in the um the podcast that we listened to yeah and i think that would be good to talk about yeah. Slash if you have any other ones. Yeah. I mean, my big one was that it was filmed in New York instead of the Pacific Northwest. That's a good one. Um, I feel like another one was, I just found the whole sound design situation very interesting. So, like, the scenes where they, where she and, where Ellie and Paul were in the abandoned train car. Um, one, that train, that was, that train car was never, like, meant to be a location, but when the director found it, she was like, we're 1,000% shooting in here. And two, in those scenes, it was often raining. And she said that all of that rain was sound design rain. And that every time they did a scene where it was raining, it was, she asked them to do it differently than they had done it in the other scenes to match the vibe of the scene. I love that. Which I just thought was so interesting. And then another thing that is also sound design. Yeah. (laughs) Which I just thought was the best thing I've ever heard. um, Was when Ellie performed her little song on the guitar at the talent show, you hear the applause from the crowd. It's like this big roar. And then the scene immediately cuts to Ellie sitting in the engineer's thing. Mm -hmm. What is it called? The booth. I don't know booth yeah the engineer booth and she's sitting there sort of like slightly smiling and immediately the sound cut is from the roar of the crowd to a bunch of frogs like riveting yeah. outside and it's just oh, you can yeah. hear it and it sort of looks and sounds like a much smaller version yeah. of what just happened and so I, I just thought it was like super super beautiful and like yeah really well done i mean even when she's talking about when alice was talking about that intro scene basically she was saying that like you don't really see ellie's face 
like at all going like for the first like few minutes and then you just see like snippets like the side of her face the back of her head while she's biking you know these kind of things and then like that way it's kind of more like mysterious a little bit and oh Mm -hmm. yeah this is such a well-made well-written so well-made i love hearing things about when when things aren't necessarily scripted yeah. or things just sort of happen on set that then help to create the, like, signals that you get on screen that signal the vibe or the scene change or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love hearing stuff like that because it feels, like, serendipitous and, um... Like, things like finding the abandoned train car and then creating those scenes there. And then, um, oh, there was something else I was going to bring up, but I forgot now. Um, just things like that I think are really awesome. Yeah. Oh! Oh, no, wait. Oh, here's another fun fact mm. that was from the podcast as well. You guys should really just go listen to it. Um, but, oh, you know what? I can't describe it. But it's about a scene and how they do a bunch of different cuts and then when it when the pace of the scene slows, they end up doing it all in one shot and it just has to do with racking focus instead of, um, instead of cutting. And it matches the pace of the scene and I just think it's really cool. Yeah, the pacing of this movie was really perfect. It was so just, like, well-written. I think that all the relationships that are in this movie are just so sweet and just so... Pure. Yeah, and, like, so honest in a way that, like, I haven't... I feel like I don't, we don't get to see all the time. Oh my God. It just was so tender. I love a good coming of age kind of romance, kind of drama, kind of comedy, like whatever this was. I know. Yeah. I know it's not a rom-com, but yeah, I love it. Well, Alice Wu's first film in 2008 was actually an Asian rom-com about lesbians, which I have not seen, but Alice Wu obviously is a Chinese American lesbian Mm -hmm. that's why she's making movies about chinese american lesbians (laughs) which makes sense i love it i support that and i'm here for it clearly same yeah a thousand percent yeah alice i love you do you need an assistant i oh my god yeah this movie was just such a it felt like watching kind of a slow motion dream of if i dreamt of i don't know small lesbians and romance and most of my dreams small towns wearing <laughs> flannels eating sausage and she rides her bike meat a little bit she rides oh, her bike everywhere of, she must I'm have building a bike what How? i'm gonna be like that in a few short weeks oh my god that's so cool it's very exciting i've been painting it how do you even build a bike i don't even know my dad is really into bikes because he's a midlife crisis white man yeah that sounds like like lycra yeah yeah um so he's very into bikes so we have a lot of like old parts from old bikes and things like that so basically he's helping me build this bike that i started like three years ago and then it only took a global pandemic for me to actually finish it so i've been working on it for the last like week or so i am so proud of you thank you working with your hands yeah i had to sand that metal down it was dramatic and then i primed it i've been spray painting it oh my god i sanded it like eight more times painted it eight more times the pride i feel for you right now is comparable (laughs) to like ron swanson when he hears about people working on wood like doing woodwork you know work with your hands look tomorrow i'm doing the gloss coat i'll let you know how it goes i can't wait to hear about it i'm very excited i'm saying that a hundred percent serious with (laughs) no amount of sarcasm in my voice i want you to know that dear listeners i know that when i sound sarcastic it kind of just sounds like when i'm regularly talking but i'm being a hundred percent earnest right now (laughs) i can't wait to see the gloss coat on this bike I will update you tomorrow on it. Thanks. I will um, put it on my Instagram as usual. Oh, yeah. Because you're yeah. just getting and into yard work and working with your hands. I'm a suburban dad. I'm, I build bikes. I mow my lawn. I mow strim and blow. I um, That's pretty much it. <laughs> you do things around the house, man. That's great. I am very handy these days. Tomorrow I'm going to paint some grout. I don't. That's so cool. 
Yeah, in my uh, apartment. Fun. So, oh my god, and yeah. you're moving into a new place very soon. Yeah. Living large. I have a couch and, well, most of a couch and a rug. Oh, now. Dear listeners, uh, we also bought the same mattress recently. That's been our big <laughs> yes. update. Uh, Very exciting. Oh, my God. That feels like really the right move for two pod wives. Doesn't it to buy the exact same mattress? To buy the exact same mattress? Yeah. Because I was in the mattress. It feels like you're being just cradled. Oh, my God. Yeah. You sink in and you don't don't flinch. It's just like, I feel like my upper back is just like held in the curve of someone's palm like, that morphs perfectly to my back, mm-hmm. and, like, I'll never have pain again. Oh. You know? A hundred percent. My hips... I have yet to actually sleep on this mattress. It's just at my apartment, but um, I will sleep on it soon. Uh, but when I lay on it, I think I'm never leaving this bed. You're gonna have dreams, like, no, you're gonna sleep for the full eight hours, you know? I can't wait. That's how I, I feel. Wait. I Sometimes my cat screams at night. He'll just get into another room, start meowing really loud for no reason. I sleep through that shit I now. I sleep through that <laughs> shit because of this mattress. Oh, my God. Listen. <laughs> hey, people who listen to podcasts, hey, buy a fucking ad with us. Listen to how hard I'm selling Seriously. this mattress. So seamlessly, yeah. too. I know. And, like, we could tell you what brand it was if you'd sponsor us. Yeah. Fucking, I'm not going to fucking plug any of that shit. I'm not a fucking capitalist. Not anymore. Corporate pig. But if you pay me to, dude, listen. <laughs> Damn right. It takes time, you know. It takes time to make content. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so true. I'll be editing this tomorrow morning. So, yeah. These TikTokers, <laughs> they just come up with dances and stuff. But These TikTokers are not my not my vibe but i think the i've decided the only thing i like about tiktok are the renovation tiktoks i like uh the tiktoks that are funny enough to be posted on twitter agree also those (laughs) i like the renovation tiktoks that's my favorite genre of tiktok oh yeah oh yeah i love a good hgtv transformation it's great they're like day one renovating my shed it's great yeah (laughs) Yeah, or like painting painting this bedroom a different color, but they take on some projects. They I'm do. really into it. They do. I love I should that. I should TikTok my grout transformation. Oh, I bet you'll get a I lot should have of... TikToked this bike transformation. When you put the gloss God coat damn on. It. It's not gonna have the same oomph. It won't, it won't. But you know, the thought was there. Content. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll be a real content creator like these TikTokers. (laughs) Just kidding. You guys are fools. You should watch Sketchland. Yeah, watch Sketchland. It's already on an (laughs) app that everyone already has. They don't have to download a new one. God, that's so much easier. Yeah. That's that's really the only reason I'm anti-TikTok is it's like, oh, God. Like, I I feel like I just deleted so many fucking apps and you're telling me to get a new one. I don't need another one. I don't have any space on my phone, and it's new. And also, like, I just don't want to. I don't remember my iTunes password. I don't care about it. Don't make difficult. me. <laughs> I don't need another app where I can accidentally spend $40 on something I didn't need. I don't want more notifications. I don't want push me notifications. Neither. They send me way too many notifications, and I'm like, they're like, they notify me every time Lizzo posts a video, and I'm like, it's because she's the only person I follow, I think. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to know. I just, like, I just, I clicked follow because I, her TikToks are funny. And I love her, obviously. But, like, I don't need you to notify me. You know, I'll look that. when I want to look. <laughs> Ugh, I'm upset now. Okay, sorry. Let's turn it back to our soft Asian lesbian cinema. Yes. Okay. And yes. what are our concluding thoughts? Concluding thoughts, Alice Wu, my queen. That's my concluding thought. Listen. Alice Wu, I love you. This movie is... All the um, softness of the notebook, except there's a lesbian, and it's not in period time, and also it doesn't fucking end like uh, the fucking notebook. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. 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 We don't need to see anyone die in bed together. Listen, just think think soft. Think young babies. Nope, don't think that. Just nope, think. Don't <laughs> think. Uh, think that you, this is a good movie. Fucking watch it, dude. Listen, you you know me think at this soft point. Pacific Northwest romance, hot springs, cute. A more dramatic, different aesthetic version of Tell the Boys. Yes. Yeah. But also Cyrano. Like yes. I said, Spark notes that shit. Okay. 
figure it out. <laughs> like, set well, it up. Except the Asian in this movie yes. was uh, Leah Lewis instead of Lucy Liu. Wow, another LL. <laughs> That's fun. Wild. Wild times. Um, well, thanks for hanging in there with us on our welcome back podcast yeah. today. Yeah, from quarantine. Um, uh, hey, quarantine pod. feeling lonely during quarantine? Send us an email at romcomsweveloved at gmail.com. Or uh, you can tweet us at to all the romcoms. Or you can even follow us on Instagram at romcoms we've loved. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did a live Netflix party of Always Be My Maybe, and it was oh, yes. super duper fun. So fun. And you can be a part of that too the next time we do it, which I don't know when, but just if you follow our Instagram, you fucking know. I had literally so much fun doing that. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, we're going to. It was so easy, so fun. Definitely. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Okay. See you later. Watch some good movies. Bye. Bye.